Welcome to another episode of I'm Chris Adam One Podcast, episode 92. How you living? I'm living swell. We got a jam-packed show today, folks. We got a jam-packed show today. We're going to be talking about a little Joe Budden. We're going to be talking about the NBA Finals and the NBA Future. We're also going to be talking about uh, how this pandemic has affected a lot of corporations, particularly retail and fast food. But without further ado, nevertheless, I'm the best. Let's get into it, okay? So, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the Joe Button saga. As the Joe Button world turns, okay? So, apparently, Joe Button has been hearing it from his day one supporters, uh, his stands, uh, the, even the trolls on social media talking about Joe has done switched up, Joe has done changed, okay? Particularly since uh, the two uh, members of Rory and Maul have quit. Or, uh, if you want to believe what Joe Budden says, they've been fired on air. Whatever the case may be, they're no longer with the Joe Budden podcast. They have ventured off and moved on. They have their own podcast. They also worked out a deal with Kevin Durant's media group, 35 and Venture. So shout out to them. I think that they're, they're doing decent over there. They're doing great numbers over there, particularly on YouTube. Uh, they've been, you know, even though they done came out with, I believe, with three episodes, you know, every episode has crushed uh, anything that Joe Button has done produced. And Joe Button has also been. Uh, testing the waters with the Joe Button podcast is, you know, his creation, his baby, uh, you know, making it uh, exclusively Patreon. Uh, he now a couple of weeks ago, he was trying to experiment with uh, premiering them on Facebook. And, you know, eventually they 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 make their way to YouTube. A lot of people were not happy with that. But uh, Joe Button said that he was just testing the waters on scheduling. He has a new schedule, and uh, it's going to premiere first on Patreon, uh, and it's going to, uh, and and then eventually it trickles its way to YouTube. Okay, so we're going to have to see how that works out for him. Uh, but nevertheless, Joe Button uh, has, I guess, he had enough. Went on social media, went on a tirade, went on a full-blown rant. He was in rant mode talking about, uh, you know, particularly the podcast has been hemorrhaging money. He has lost his friends. He has lost three of his best friends. I don't know what what best friends he's talking about uh, because from the outside looking in, I always thought and perceived that, Joe Button, Rory, and Maul, they have more of a working relationship, not a bestie friendship, not a uh, best friend from day one type of relationship. I just think they had a working, stable, working type of relationship, and that's what made the chemistry so good with with those three guys, okay? Uh, Joe Button, Rory, and Maul, and um, I, I felt like the, the podcast was successful because of that, okay? So, now, uh, he talked about how he done lost his friends. I don't know which three friends he's talking about, but I'm just going to refer to his three friends as maybe Rory, Maul, and Olivia Dope. Olivia Dope is no longer with the Joe Button uh, network due to her claims, uh, harassment claims on Joe Button. Uh, I don't know if that saga has done concluded, 
Uh, I don't know what's going on uh, with the inner workings of that. I haven't heard any news about it. I don't know if it's still pending. It's still ongoing. But he also talking about he's going through lit uh, litigations. He's being sued. He's hemorrhaging money. And if you've been following, um, if you've been following my videos on YouTube, I have a second channel called Just My Opinions. Uh, Just My Opinion. I have you know documented uh, with these videos. Uh, that Joe Button has always been losing money because Joe Button is a great, phenomenal talent. Uh, he is, he has an ear in the music industry and people just gravitate to Joe Button because they want to hear what Joe Button is going to say next every single week. Okay. Joe Button was the figurehead of the Joe Button podcast. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it confused. He was also the most talented individual of the Joe Button podcast uh, with Rory and Maul. Um, and a lot of people subscribe to the Joe Button podcast simply just to hear what Joe Button, Joe Button is going to hear uh, say next. And uh, the audio portion of the Joe Button podcast, when you talk about Spotify and iTunes, that's why, you know, he was in the top 10 of successful podcasts at one uh, point of time. Uh, but nevertheless, Joe Button uh, is a, a phenomenal talent. But when it comes to uh, business, a mindset for business, I, I think he crashes and burns on a lot of business proposal proposals, as well as sponsorship deals, as well as a working business relationships with other corporations and networks. And I've been, I have documented this on several videos, how, you know, Joe Button, uh, you know, when Joe Button did business with complex, uh, doing everyday struggle with DJ academics, uh, that was a huge, uh, that was a huge successful show for Complex. And when Joe Button saw the inner numbers, the inner workings, and he looked at how much they were making from Everyday Struggle and how much Complex was making with Everyday Struggle, that's when it fell off. That's when the wheels fell off. Uh, Joe Button wanted a new deal. Uh, and ultimately, Joe Button left Complex. Joe Button crashed and burned that deal. OK, uh, when it came to the Spotify deal, when he had a, a, a deal with Spotify, I thought that was a great deal. But once again, when Joe Button saw how much Spotify was making with Joe Button and how Joe Button was making and what Joe Button was making from the Joe Button podcast. That deal ultimately, uh, you know, fell out, uh, you know, when um, Complex, I mean, I'm sorry, when Spotify wanted to re up. Um, they wanted more control of the IP of the Joe Button podcast, names, likenesses, uh, you know, uh, the video. They, they, they wanted the whole enchilada when they wanted to re-up with Joe Button. And they was going to give Joe Button some, uh, some uh, you know, uh, they was going to re-up on his money. Joe Button turned that deal down, not because of the money, because of the control. He wanted to control the IP. And I and I always said this in my videos, ever since he turned that deal down, Rory and Maul was looking at him very differently. Okay, you have to understand, Joe Button already has a fortune. All right. 
Is he a the most six the successful wealthiest man in America? No. But Joe Budden is not going to starve to death. Joe Budden is not going to be working for Sears or McDonald's, okay, or Walmart. All right. It's not going to happen with Joe Button because Joe Button has other avenues that uh, he gets income off of. You know, he had to deal with Revolt. He also does love and hip hop. He's, uh, uh, you know, he's still rapped, even though he's retired from rap. OK, but Joe Button has ways to finagle himself to get more money. When you look at Rory and Maul, that's all they have is the Joe Button podcast. OK, and I also said this in thousands of videos. As well as on social media, I don't understand why Rory and Maul didn't do their own thing a lot sooner. Okay, I don't know if they didn't believe in themselves. Obviously, it wasn't contract; uh, it wasn't constructed in the contract that they couldn't do it. Uh, you know, even though uh, Joe Button claims that uh, he was going to he was going to sue them if they started their own podcast, but they could have started something other than a podcast. Okay, but. Nevertheless, we'll, we'll keep going on and on with this topic and with this theme, this running theme of Joe Button is not the best individual when it comes to retaining business. He's good at making business deals, but he's not good at keeping up with his side, his end of the business deal. And he crashes and burns a lot. He's not a great, um, I, I feel like a lot of his business deals I feel like if he would have followed through with those business deals, he would be a lot more uh, richer than he's. I mean, he, and he's wealthy, but when, uh, the, I feel like the the Joe Button podcast will be on healthier legs than what it is now. He also overpay his staff members. He also hires way too many staff members. Uh, I have documented this on several videos. And it's in, even Ebert in the morning uh, uh, said this on his morning radio show. Uh, Charlemagne the God even said this on his morning uh, show. Okay, seem like they seem like these two individuals were watching my videos. I don't think that I don't they don't know me, but the nevertheless the running theme with Joe Button is he's he's a great talent, a great creation of talent, but when it comes to business. Uh, he has a problem with business, okay, and um, and his bit and what he do for his business, okay. Um, so that's why the Joe Button bo podcast is hemorrhaging money. Ever since they left that Spotify deal, they don't have another deal that's the, that's the same or a better deal. Uh, you know, even though they have Patreon, I know a lot of people are gonna say, "Well, what about Patreon?" I think you know he always had Patreon, okay. Um, and even though he had a, uh, uh, I think he had a deal, uh, doing a cash app deal, which done crashed and burned up because of the Olivia dope, um, uh, controversy. Okay. Once again, Joe button crashes and burns a lot of deals. Okay. So he got on social media. He's whining and complaining. Some people, okay. I, I don't know if, you know, he, it can come off as whining and, and, and complaining, but he was also spitting some facts, you know, during the pandemic, you know, people were still working. People were still getting paid. Uh, he, he wants a pat on the back for that. He also talked about how he overpaid his staff members. Uh, you know, uh, he's losing his friends left to right. 
Uh, I feel like the Joe Button podcast should have have done a house cleaning many moons ago, particularly when they got that Spotify deal. He, he should have gotten someone to handle uh, who's going to get paid what. Um, now, Rory and Maul, that is a possibility on the horizon that maybe Rory and Maul is going to sue Joe Button uh, for their portion of the Joe Button podcast. Uh, he's talking about that. Um, but throughout all of these situations, don't get it twisted. And here's two things. I even mentioned this on my uh, on my uh, videos. Two things about this uh, Joe Button saga, this Joe Button situation. You know, even though it's dark right now, eventually, folks, it it comes back into the light. Meaning, it, it's going to go back on track eventually. Is it six months down the road? Is it a year down the road? Uh, we don't know when it's going to happen, but eventually it's going to happen because talent uh, is going to rise to the top. Okay, when you produce the best uh the best content when you produce the demanding content when you still have a a following eventually cooler heads are going to prevail and then everything goes back to normal okay and like i said about rory and Mall's podcast i have watched it it's, it's very interesting things of that nature but I feel like a lot of people are gravitating to this podcast for the wrong reasons. I feel like a lot of people are gravitating to this podcast because uh, they don't like how Joe Button is operating. And people has abandoned Joe Button. But when time moves on and we go and we look at the merits of the contents of these podcasts and are these podcasts going to keep us interesting? And the podcasts as I'm talking about is Joe Button and Rory and Maul. Eventually people are going to go back to Joe Button, okay? Rory and Maul are still going to eat, okay? They're not going to fall off. Uh, they're not going to be working at uh, Dunkin' Donuts, which, by the way, he was at Dunkin' Donuts with a Starbucks coffee, uh, Joe Button, and uh, people thinking he done switched because of that. I, I don't know why people think that, but any of you, all right? Uh, you know, eventually, it's going to go back, all right? And people are going to... Uh, once again, gravitate back to Joe Button. I feel like a lot of people, uh, even though that you know, even though a lot of people are not saying this, I feel like they approve the changes with Ice and Ish as the pod uh, as the podcast members replacing Rory and Maul. I feel like a lot of people like that combination. Uh, Joe Button has a decent relationship and a decent a decent chemistry with Ice and Ish. Uh, and, and also, uh, uh, Rory and Maul, uh, as time goes on, are people going to like that dynamic? Okay. Now I know they have done some intriguing things over there. They've done a skit. They done done two skits. I thought they were very entertaining things of that nature. But, uh, at the end of the day, you know, the talent is going to, uh, you know, people are going to either gravitate to you because I, you're, you're talented or you're not talented. OK, so uh, I feel like when a uh, cooler heads prevail, when he gets past, particularly this look, Olivia dope situation, which I think um, he's somewhat past it. I don't know about litigation that is uh, Olivia dope is going to sue Joe Button because of his of the harassment complaints. I don't know nothing about that. But when it comes, I think that's almost uh, either the end of it or the beginning of where Joe Button is going to um, 
uh, just uh, settle out of court. As far as Rory and Maul's litigations, I don't know. They're they're not really they're being tight lipped uh, tight lipped about it. Uh, either suing Joe Budden or Joe Button suing them. Uh, but you know, uh, until we get something stable and concrete, concrete and consistent on that standpoint, we we really don't know. You know, everybody just uh, just you know you know spitting into the fire of you know uh, they're going to do this, they're going to do that uh, uh, until we get uh, some concrete information. Who's suing who? You know, until we get by that. I feel like eventually cooler heads are going to prevail. And number two, and most importantly, fans are fickle. We we really don't have a loyalty bone in our body. Now we now the stuff we like, the stuff we watch, the stuff we listen to, we we continue to listen to it if it entertains us. And when it no longer entertains us, we move on to something else that will entertain us. Okay. And when you look at the Joe Button show. It, it has it, it's been on for years and it's not going to fall off anytime soon. Uh, I feel like the, the, the numbers are going to get back, but they're never going to be the numbers like they were three years ago. OK, when he was on his height, when he was on his apex. OK, but he's still going to make some great numbers on YouTube as well as a Spotify, iTunes and even Patreon. OK, Uh also, Joe Button has a lot of, you know, relationships with a lot of insiders in entertainment when it comes to music, movies, fashion, things of that nature. So he's going to utilize those uh, relationships. And all it takes is just a couple of shows with some phenomenal names that he's going to interview. And then people are going to forget uh, Joe Button's relationship uh, with Rory and Maul. And uh, that's going to pretty much go away. Uh, everything always go back to normal. And we're fickle. We're just fickle human beings. Okay. So uh, that's all I got with the uh, Joe Button. Uh, as the Joe Button turns. Okay. So in um, other news, the NBA Finals. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals. I want to give a shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks. <clears throat> kudos to you guys by the way i feel like um this nba season has been um and and i want to use a word that uh, that don't denigrate to what ultimately happened to the milwaukee bucks it's been very interesting and if you've been following my podcast, I uh, I done an episode. I feel like four episodes ago about DOA uh, of the super teams. I think that's over with. And I even speculated if the Milwaukee Bucks win, then the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win without uh, three major superstars or even two major superstars. They have one major superstar, which is um, the Greek Freak. Um, and they have a supporting cast around him. And a lot of uh, organizations, a lot of teams, a front office is going to look at this and, and say to themselves, if the Milwaukee Bucks can make it to the finals and win the finals with just one star and a great supporting cast, a, a, a crew that's, that fits nicely with their star, then this is the way we're going to go with it, okay? Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks 
can only get better with their talent. When when teams normally win uh, a, a championship, uh, they can't uh, upgrade their roster because they pretty much got they they pretty much sunk everything to get the current roster. They gave up on their future draft picks. They gave up on their future when it comes to their future draft picks. Um, they done gave up on uh, wh- what talent they already had on, on that team. They done traded away to get a superstar here and a superstar there. And then they have nothing uh, uh, to, as far as trading, unless you're going to trade away one of those superstars. Uh, and they're, and there's, and they pretty much are stuck in neutral. They, they're stuck in, they're stuck at a point where they can't upgrade. Okay. And they ain't, Temp- and, and technically, they can't even, uh, you know, give up what they already have on their roster, particularly if they have a superstar on their roster, because they didn't gave up so much for it. OK, um, so I feel like this is going to be the new norm. This is going to be the start of something good. I feel like a lot of teams are not going to just uh, let's just make a super team. I feel like a lot of teams are going to say, you know what? We got talent here. We, we we got our superstar. Let's just build around what we have uh, in a free agency as well as the NBA draft. And, uh, you know, we'll, let's not worry about having three superstars or two superstars. OK, because guess what? The Milwaukee Bucks done it. Guess what? Last year, the Miami Heat have done that. They now they lost to the L.A. Lakers. OK. And a lot of people can blame that loss on the bubble. They probably didn't want to be in the bubble. Uh, injuries. The Miami Heat had a lot of significant injuries going into those finals. Okay, but nevertheless, they made it to the finals with just a, with just one All Star and a supporting cast around that All Star. Okay, now the Miami Heat are in position next year to possibly go to the NBA Finals. Okay, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are, uh, are set up to where they can re-up and that squad can get better without losing no one on that squad and run it back to go to the NBA Finals. Okay, uh, now you still have your, uh, uh, your usual suspects. You still have uh, the Brooklyn Nets. They still got their three superstars. You still have the L.A. Clippers, even though Kawhi Leonard is a free agent. Eventually, he's going to go back to the Clippers and, you know, and he's not going to, and you know, and he's already injured. So he's not even going to be there at the start of the NBA uh, season, but he's eventually going to uh, make his appearance uh, next uh, basketball season. Um, and you got the, uh, the Lakers. Uh, you got something in Golden State. OK, so you still have these super these super teams okay still have these super these super teams and you're starting to see an influx of a lot of teams going the way of the milwaukee bucks okay because uh the heat really uh solidified that you don't have to have three superstars to make it to the nba finals you just need a, a superstar or a or a star and surround that star with a good squad if you draft well. And you can keep those picks and just build on top of your team, on, on, on that particular team. 
and a break here, a break there in the regular season, as well as um, getting a pick, uh, getting signing someone here and there in free agency, and you still have cap flexibility, some cap flexibility to upgrade that roster where you don't lose nothing in that roster, then that's great. Okay, life is good for you. All right. So uh, I feel like a lot of teams are going, this is going to be the new norm uh, out with super teams in with, you know, if you have a talented squad, instead of just separating that uh, squad and getting, pulling another superstar to that squad, you just build on top of that squad. And I feel like this is going to be the Mecca of what uh, a lot of teams are going to be doing. Okay. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, they really haven't given up a lot. They haven't given up uh, a lot of their talent. And they added Chris Paul through a trade. And uh, Chris Paul, I believe, is going to be a free agent at the end of this season. Uh, chances are he's going to sign back with the Phoenix Suns. And the Phoenix Suns have have the, have the ability to run it back. Okay? So, a lot of these super, super teams are on notice right now. And this is going to be the new way. This is going to be the new thing. And um, you're going to start seeing teams get better. Uh, instead of trading their whole roster and their future for one superstar. Because when that superstar goes down, then you don't have nothing to uh, help you win games. All right. You just basically got a superstar with some below talented pieces. Um, and, and, and like I always said in my videos, you mean to tell me if the Los Angeles Lakers would have just kept the team that they originally had before Anthony Davis with a healthy LeBron James, you know, eventually Brandon Ingram would have gotten it. Uh, Alonzo Ball, which uh, they gave away a uh, Brandon Ingram, Alonzo Ball, and uh, another player, plus some draft picks for uh, Anthony Davis. And now they're talking about in free agency this year, there's a possibility where Alonzo Ball could come back to the Los Angeles Lakers, and the, and the Lakers are entertaining this. LeBron James has said he would love to have uh, Alonzo Ball back with the Los Angeles Lakers, okay? Uh, if he gets signed to the Los Angeles Lakers, that's pretty much a nail in the coffin that, you know, if they would have just kept the roster that they had with a, a, a LeBron James, who knows how far that team would have made it. Uh, who they probably would have won the championship with that particular squad, okay? And they have cap flexibility, and they have a multitude of draft picks to just keep building on top of the roster. You know, you don't have to create a super team to win titles, and that's the underlying theme through this whole presentation. You don't have to have uh, an incredible. You don't have to have three super talented players form a super team, and think that's the only way, the end-all and be-all, to win titles. All right? So, uh, on to the next topic. On to, oh, and con congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks, by the way. On to the next title. This country, when it comes to this country, a lot of people, there's a lot of false narratives out there. People feel like ever since we got these COVID vaccines, uh, we got the Pfizer, the Johnson and Johnson, and I forgot the third one. I apologize. Uh, everyone's getting um, getting their shots, uh, and and 
the numbers are not what uh, the experts would want to have because there's not a lot of people out there that then got the shot. Uh, but slowly but surely, stuff, uh, the mandates are, are, you know, when it comes to the cities, cities being shut down. Now they're reopening these cities. Now traveling is has opened to a certain extent. You got, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of musicians going back to work. There's concerts and things of that nature trying to get <clears throat> the country back to what it once was a couple of years ago. All right. And but the covid cases have still been going up. People catching covid. All right. And and in some cases, people who have took in the shots, if you want to believe what they say coming out of their mouths, claiming that they done had their shots and they're still and they still got covid. All right. Uh, a lot of some people are catching it even with the vaccine. OK. But nevertheless, um, a lot, it left a lot of uncertainty in the job market. Um, a lot of people are, are still holding on to, uh, you know, they, they don't want to go back to work just yet because there is a, a, a heightness in the, there is a spike in a lot of COVID people, cases, people catching COVID. Uh, a lot of people don't want to return back to work. And a lot of these jobs are, a lot of these jobs are like fast food, retail, grocery. And a lot of people are not returning back to those jobs. And it's really uh, putting a toll on these type of positions. Uh, these positions are not being filled. Uh, there have been news reports that um, there, ha I think there was a Burger King that all 21 workers just quit, all right? And now they have to close the restaurant down because they don't have they don't have any workers, okay? We went from not enough workers and overworking the people that were working, okay, to now no workers, all right? I want y'all to, you know, let that sit, sit sink in. Uh, no matter where you, no matter where you're from, no matter what state you're from, no matter what part of the world you are from, you have experienced this full. Uh, you have you have seen this happen, okay? Where long lines are at fast food restaurants, even through the drive-through or even in the restaurant, and it's taking people forever to get their food to get service. Or when you go to a grocery store and you notice that there are not enough cashiers, all right, or not enough stock on the uh, on the floor. OK, so you have seen this and uh, your gas is always con continues to go up. But uh, jobs like that are people are are quitting these jobs left to right. OK, due to stress due to their fear of COVID. And now people are uh, are going to other jobs because now there's a huge market out there, uh, untapped market out there that once was coveted and once was consistently filled of good paying jobs like telemarketing or, or things of that nature. Uh, jobs that pay better than the retail and the fast food jobs, okay? 
And a lot of people are leaving these retail fast food jobs and a lot of fast foods are trying to create ingenious ways to get people to work for them. Uh, uh, There was a McDonald's where I live at where they pay daily. They're advertising. We pay daily. Uh, We, uh, you know, uh, we we got paid vacations. You got some people that, that that's in, incorporating bonuses. You you can get a bonus by joining us. Uh, things of that nature. Uh, and 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 in some cases they don't increase the pay. You know, Amazon is going up to twenty dollars an hour. Okay, um, and a lot of corporations are left scrambled. Like, what can we do next? Uh, you even uh, and I feel like. The grocery market has suffered the most, okay? A lot of grocery stores have just simply just closed shop, all right? There was one grocery store that's affiliated with Kroger, particularly in the uh, Seattle and Los Angeles area where they, you know, there's a bill passed where they could keep their hazard pay and they would have made $4 more. So instead of giving the raise to the employees, they just closed a lot of stores. Now, they say these stores are closed due to uh, they don't make enough money. They didn't they didn't make a lot of money. So they had to close these stores down. But they kept these stores, these same stores. They say that that, you know, they're not making money. They're not, uh, you know, meeting the quota, things of that nature. But they have, I guarantee if you look at their history, their track record, they probably never had a year where they'd been in the positive and the corporation just accepted it because less money means more than making no money, okay? And it, it continued to allow these stores to uh, stay open and remain open. But the number one reason why they closed this store down was they didn't want to pay the hazard pay. They didn't want to pay the $4. So they said, you know what? We will probably save more money closing these stores down than keeping these stores open and giving everybody the hazard pay, the pay increase, the $4 pay increase. All right. And a lot of corporations, a lot of retail stores are going to go uh, this route. They're going to slowly but surely close a lot of these stores, particularly when you got stores that are not far apart. OK, if you got three Walmarts in a five mile uh, ratio, they're probably going to close down uh, the ones that are not making a lot of money. OK, um, you know, or Kroger or a Publix or whatever the case may be, you know, n- you know, in this world, particularly in retail, retail is really not the place to be at uh, because retail has an uncertain future. Uh, one, they have competition with themselves. OK, a lot of these retail stores are are competing with uh, other retail stores. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, if, if it if it's Publix or Walmart, Kroger. Uh, I don't know if they still have Winn-Dixie's, but whatever the case may be, wherever your grocery store, wherever grocery store you go to, I guarantee you there's like three or four other grocery stores. And it may be uh, two of those grocery stores are from the same company or three of them grocery stores are from the same company. So you got competition that you got to deal with every single day. And uh, the next thing you have to deal with is not enough help. 
You just don't have enough help. Uh, no matter what people say, there's not enough help. All right. And it's causing a toll on the employees. All right. Because now, you know, business now, you know, on a normal business day, you don't have enough help to help you out on a normal business day. So now when it's a, uh, you know, an, an, uh, now when the business increases, you, you, you don't have enough uh, people at on deck to help. Okay. So uh, it's forcing a lot of, it, it's forcing a lot of these corporations to figure out ways to entice people to come to work at their location. Okay. And it, it you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I feel like it's not going to get any better. I feel like also, and I've stated this, um, when the when the 4th of July came and everybody was traveling on 4th of July, everybody went to these parties, I, I sat back. I fell back. And I said, I guarantee you the next week, COVID cases are going to spike. And guess what happened? COVID cases are going to spike. But there's a lot of pressure in politics uh, in entertainment that the show has to go on. The country has to get back to normal. We cannot go through another year shutting down uh, cities, uh, you know, and, and, and things of that nature. Shutting businesses down, restaurants down, because a lot of these corporations are already hemorrhaging money. So we can't go backwards. OK, we have to move forward, even though the, the COVID cases are going up. And there's also a new variance of this disease that uh, a lot of people are, you know, are, are saying. And they're also saying that the shots that we took, now we have to have a booster shot. OK, and on top of that, there's people still haven't been vaccinated and uh, it's, it's causing extreme pressure uh, to, uh, you know, it's causing extreme pressure, pressure uh, to this country because we can't afford to close the country down. All right. Um, you know, now last year, uh, the Congress, uh, well, the president, as well as government passed the bill, passed a measure where if people are unemployed, now they're going to get, uh, bonuses on top of that. Uh, and now a lot of, now that a lot of, a lot of cities are closing that narrative. Now, now they not suspended it. They're going to give people like, in some cases, 30 or 90 days to find a job. But, uh, still, when uh it's over still i feel like there's gonna be it's gonna be more americans unemployed because they don't want to go back to these jobs because of the fear of getting a disease and uh congress is just going to have to figure it out but uh I, I, every, but going backwards and saying okay let's close the country down let's close the businesses down let's get the crowds out of a lot of these businesses that's not coming back just simply not coming back okay so that's all i got for that topic uh i just want to say something real fast real quick before i end the show um i said i was going to try to stay consistent on mondays and the reason why i didn't do a show on uh this monday was simply because i looked at the numbers and 
you know, a lot of people were not watching or well, listening to the podcast. So I'm thinking maybe it's a certain day. So now I'm just going to do a, tr- a bunch of trial and errors when I should do these podcasts, like from here on Wednesdays or Thursdays. I felt like uh, when you look at the numbers, it, the podcast was, was blowing up on Thursdays. And uh, now Saturday, I tried uh, uh, doing one on Saturday. It didn't get the numbers. I tried doing two on Monday. It didn't get the numbers. So I'm just doing trial and error. Um, and to be honest with you, a spontaneous podcast, doing one spot every week, just doing one spontaneous podcast. I feel like doing it that way. People may not listen to it when it actually premieres, but eventually you guys gravitate and listen to it. All right. So I don't know if I should just do a spontaneous podcast where I just premiere it anytime during the week or do I just premiere them on a certain day? But the numbers don't reflect doing it on a certain day, meaning an increase. OK, I, you know, it's, it's either below average or I get the same numbers. So uh, I apologize. I wanted to do a podcast Monday. But when I look at the numbers from the other podcast that I uploaded last Monday, it's not doing well. OK, it's not doing well. So uh, I really do appreciate a lot of people that are supporting the podcast, by the way. Um, and just continue to uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, also, if uh, you are a, a Don Squad supporter, Don Squad in the house, stand up. Don't forget to share this content with your friends, family, and followers, particularly on social media. Also, check me out on my other social media. And that's another thing. It's it's hard to juggle your real life, uh, your work life, as well as these social media handles. You know, I'm in these social media streets deeply. Uh, I got Instagram, I got TikTok, uh, I got YouTube. You can check out all the handles down below in the description uh, of a lot of things I'm doing, as well as the podcast, okay? So uh, I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance if I do a spontaneous podcast, premiering them every single week. Uh, but uh, I don't know which way to go to with this, and I don't have a set time frame where I can do a podcast, particularly when I got two YouTube channels, and I'm thinking about starting another YouTube channel, okay? So, uh, anywho, it's your boy, the host with the most. Episode 92 is officially in the books. Uh, I will see you guys next week. I'm up out of here. Outro.